What's good, super friends? It's your tío Pepe from the mean streets of Sunland Park. We've had a few people ask how they could support us and when we're going to set up a Patreon. We've heard all two of you and decided to set one up. Subscriptions suck. Everyone's got subscription fatigue, so we're making ours like I like my women. Sweet, easy, and cheap. It's only $2. That's less than a pack of cigarettes or a coffee at Starbucks. For $2, you'll get our episodes a week early and we'll send you stickers a few times a year. In fact, our first one's already done and it looks super tight. Eventually, we'll add more perks. Link is in the show notes or check us out on patreon.com slash technically a conversation. Krampus dates back for hundreds of years. In America, he was only introduced to us roughly in the beginning of the millennium. Krampus is described as half man, half goat, who dragged naughty children to hell. Today, we will discuss Krampus and other villainous creatures as St. Nicholas's counterparts, discuss his origin story, and trace back his introduction to America on this episode of Technically a Conversation. Greetings, you're listening to Technically a Conversation, a podcast where we share an interesting topic or story with each other and hope you find it interesting as well. I'm one third of your hosts, Elena, and I'm joined as always by my jolly old brother, Jose. And how are we today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Fantastic. And I really do think you should put that in the bloopers. (laughs) 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 I was like... Are we doing the thing like last time where we recorded where I don't wait for the music? (laughs) No, it's just, uh, I guess since I don't have enough things to do, I decided to create a soundboard instead of using an app that's super buggy. And uh, for some reason it wasn't playing. So I was like, son of a bitch, why wouldn't it play? (laughs) And then they just started blasting. (laughs) Yes, and we were like trying to laugh very quietly and I was afraid I was going to mess up the intro because I was still laughing. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) But that's what makes recording a podcast fun. That's right. (laughs) I always have a good time. Even though we have issues, you know, with internet and all that other shit, it's still fun. (laughs) I feel like we have more issues now than we did when we first started out which is weird. You would think that we would iron all those issues out, but apparently we don't learn or we create new issues as well. Yeah, well, it's because I think we're just trying to get fancier and fancier, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're hoping that there are no other unexpected issues from here on out. And uh, I guess time will tell. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. The night is young, baby. That's right. (laughs) Hey, so if you didn't know, I'm here to tell you, we are on Patreon now, and I would like to do a special shout out to our super friends, Sophia and Natasha. If you want to help support the show, get the episodes a week early and ad-free, get your name shouted out on the show, and get some stickers from us a few times a year, check us out at patreon.com slash technically a conversation, or check the show notes. That's right. And you can be super cool like Sophia and Natasha. Yes. Please be super cool like them. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you so much, ladies, for helping to support the show. Yes. Thank you. It lets me uh, get that extra 
not extra, lets me just get a cup of coffee from Starbucks <laughs> since they are now $6. Oh, shit. I know, it's ridiculous. You can have them pump, uh, get an extra pump of cream or whatever they do at Starbucks. That sounds gross. I don't know. <laughs> Another a pump of cream. <laughs> I don't think I've been to Starbucks since like 2007 or 2006, so I don't even know what they have there anymore. Yeah, no, it's it's been a while. I kind of avoid it just because I can't bear to buy like a small coffee for like six bucks. It's just too much. Yeah, that's almost as much as a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, it's a good thing I don't smoke. Oh yeah, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I listened to your new podcast, Scary Bedtime Stories, to help you sleep. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. It's been on for two weeks and we're over 200 downloads, so it's doing pretty good. Awesome. Well, I've got to say that it did work for me. And if you too have a mind that races when you're trying to go to sleep like me, check it out. I was on episode one, so then I can't tell you if the story was any good, but I can vouch <laughs> that it did help me sleep. <laughs> and you know what? That's the point. That's the point of it. Yeah. And honestly, you know, I'll, these stories that I'm reading, they're all um, public domain stories, so they're not going to be like the most exciting, like Stephen King. Like, I'm not going to be reading The Stand to you or something, you know, or, or, or <laughs> it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> well, since I don't want to get sued, I won't be reading those type of stories. So yeah, these are some older classics, but they're still fun. They're fun to record. And yeah, since they were written for a different time, uh, they're still interesting, but the language is kind of weird. And uh, I would say it would definitely help to put you to sleep. Yeah. Well, I just went back to night shift and I was having a hard time taking a nap before my shift. So I had put Elias down for a nap. I was tossing and turning for like a little over an hour. And I was like meditating and taking deep breaths. I was trying to like clear my mind and I, I couldn't go to sleep. So it was already four and I'm thinking, shit, my alarm's going to go off at 530. I might as well just get up and start getting ready. But I didn't want to. I wanted to sleep <laughs> at least an hour. <laughs> So I was like, you know what, let me listen to this podcast that my brother has and see what, what it's all about. And I turned it on and like within a few minutes, yeah, I was, I was off to La La Land. Well, I'm glad that it worked. Yes, I, I couldn't believe it. Like I woke up and I was like, <laughs> hey, I, I actually fell asleep. <laughs> and it's not because I didn't trust your soothing voice, which by the way, is not monotone. I think the word you were looking for was soothing in your last episode, the history of Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, that's going to be, I guess, two episodes from this one if Jen Zed wants to go back and, and listen to that. <laughs> I would say it's very monotonous. Um, I think I had said that it was monogamous or something, but I was like, no, well, oh, yeah. it's monogamous too, but uh, <laughs> no, I meant monotonous. <laughs> yes, no, it's not. But um, the soothing voice did work. And, you know, thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. And thank you for that totally unbiased ringing endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so last night, the fam bam and I watched Krampus. Do you know what is Krampus, Jose? Yes, it's like some type of uh, scary like Santa Claus thing or something. It's like some type of demon, right? Or something that comes out during uh, uh, Christmas. Yes. Since we're all into the that macabre shit, of course, you and I would be into an entity like Krampus. 
And I've been to a couple of the Krampus Fests that they have here in town. I'll put some on my Instagram for my super friends out there, Insta Pixie01Angel, and I'll add the podcast on them. But um, I know you went to one also, right, with us? I've been to a couple of them. Okay. They're a lot of fun. Just the only thing is that it's over there on the east side and there's, there's always a lot of people and a lot of traffic and everything. That's the thing that always puts me off from going. This is true. Well, I live on the east side, so for me, it's easy. And I think the last one that we were all supposed to go to, that was the day that you gave birth to your little one. So, um, Oh, yeah, that's right. We had it uh, scheduled. <laughs> yeah, so I think our brother Alfonso did still end up going, but I ended up staying with you there at the hospital. Didn't he really? I thought because he was born like at 11 something and, and Boncho was still there. Yeah, he was there, but like right after he was born, he booked it because... Oh, he took it off? <laughs> yeah, because he was going to meet up with uh, Lee and the captain. Remember the captain? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was going to meet up with them, so... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, since we're in December, I mean, we will be, but this is future me. <laughs> <laughs> since we're in December and we're heading into all that jolly shit, I thought I would bring it down just a little bit and tell you the story about... Well, you guessed it, Krampus. And I want to give a shout out to my new buddy, Irma, who just started working with me and gave me the idea to write about Krampus. I don't know how I, I didn't think about that myself. <laughs> also, Antonio said that he had previously mentioned it to me, but I, I couldn't remember, of course. But anyway, Jose, are you ready to learn about Krampus? Uh, not quite. Give me a couple of moments here Well, I get heat up some tea here and make myself ready. No, I'm just kidding. Go for it. <laughs> I was going to say, great. Then let's jump in. <laughs> All right. I'm going to preface this with a disclaimer. Warning. This episode includes a lot of European words, and I'm going to more than likely fucking butcher those words. So please don't at me. That's it. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Yes. <laughs> According to History.com, all links in the show notes, Krampus is a half man, half goat. Krampus is half man, half goat, and 100% fun. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an ad. <laughs> Doesn't that remind you of another being, Jose? Um, half man, half goat? I'm trying to remember what the heck they're called, but um, like they usually come out with like the fairies and they're playing at the lull. The manatars? Manatars? Whatever. That's not what I was referring to. I was referring to the devil, though. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no. There, there's like some, um, I want to say it's like a Greek character or something, that it's like a half man and he has like goat feet or something. No, it's a horse. Half man, half horse. And it's a manatar. <laughs> Minotaur or whatever. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'm just having a false memory. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what you're referring to. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's probably it. Disregard. No, yeah. No, half man, half goat. It, it's the devil, you know, uh, Satanás. <laughs> Luzbel. También. He's known by many names. He's also known as Krampus, apparently. Oh. Yes. Well, this half man, half goat comes once a year around what you and I refer to as Christmas, chasing naughty children and sometimes even dragging them to hell. In early December, the kids in Austria get ready for the arrival of good old St. Nick and be rewarded with gifts or treats. If they're good, of course. But if they were bad, well, they can expect more than just a lump of coal. They can expect... 
Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> when there is good, there is always bad. And European versions of St. Nicholas have long had their villainous counterparts such as Belschnickel and Necht Ruprecht, who carry out punishment. Krampus is just another representation of St. Nick's scary counterpart that originates from folklore in Austria's Alpine region. Krampus has been scaring young kids and amusing sick individuals like you and me, Jose, for <laughs> hundreds of years. <laughs> and don't think I forgot about Belschnickel and Necht Ruprecht. If you are familiar with the hit series The Office, Dwight plays good old Belschnickel in season nine, episode nine. Here, let's have a listen and please don't sue us. Oh, judgment is nigh, for the Belschnickel is I. Yes, he is finally nigh. I am nigh. Every year, my grandfather would dress up as Belschnickel at Christmas. He was okay at it. I am great. You know, they say some people were born to be bad. Well, I was born to be Belschnickel. <laughs> oh, Belschnickel has traveled from distant lands to discover how all the boys and the girls have been behaving this last year. <laughs> oh, too much strudel. So he's kind of like Santa, except dirty and worse. No, much better. No one fears Santa the way they fear Belschnickel. Wow. It's my favorite part of Christmas, the authority. Yeah. And the fear. Yes, exactly. Come on, Dwight, you're making this up. No. This is a real thing. Belschnickel is a crotchety fur-clad gift-giver related to other companions of St. Nicholas in the folklore of southwestern Germany. Oh, yes, wow. of course. Okay, wow. great. Seriously, you guys? Now you believe in Dwight's traditions when some Democrat looks it up on Wikipedia? Take a bowl of pasta now. Thank you, Dwight. These are nice. No, these are gift bowls. When you receive a gift, it will go in the bowl, but the bowls must be returned at the end. They're a set. Now, hold your bowls forward. The Belschnickel will decide if you are impish or admirable. Oh, it's like naughty or nice. No, impish or admirable. Quick question, do you just decide who gets what in the moment, or did you make a list? I decided earlier. Oh, nice. Did you check that list? Of course I checked it. But more than once, because you could have made a mistake. I checked it more than once. Okay, so you made a list, you checked it twice, and now you're going to find out who's... Impish or admirable. Damn. Phyllis fans! Cheer or fear? Belschnickel is here. I judge your year as admirable. There you are. Hmm, what are these? It's a set of rubber gaskets for canning jars. I'd rather have the bowl. You can't have the bowl! Jose, I know you were a fan of The Office. Do you remember that episode? I do not, but um, I also haven't watched it since it originally aired. <laughs> <laughs> so how many seasons did you actually watch? I watched all of them. Oh, okay. Well, season nine, episode nine, in case you want to rewatch it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I haven't watched it. I haven't gone back and rewatched it. Yeah. That's what I do with friends. I think I'm on my, like, I don't know, 20th marathoning of friends, especially, you know, with Matthew Perry passing away. Rest in peace, Matthew Perry. I've been rewatching it, and oh, man, I love that show. And I'm not a fan of The Office, but I have come across really funny clips like this and I'm thinking like oh this is so funny but then when I've tried to watch like an entire episode I don't, I don't know I just it doesn't grab my attention as much it's just like certain little bits and pieces that I run into the times that I have rewatched episodes they've always held up but for me the shows that I always rewatch are Arrow, Superman and Lois and Smallville oh 
like the OG Superman and Lois, like with uh, Christopher Reeves, or this is a... No, it's a TV show with uh, Tyler Hecklin and Betsy Tolick. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that one then. All right, so here is a clip about Necht Ruprecht, which I know I'm not pronouncing right. Jose, roll that beautiful bean footage in 15 seconds. And Rupert, have you been good? Have you been bad? Maybe you landed somewhere in between. No worries. Next, Rupert is here to save the day. Next, Rupert, or farmhand Rupert as he's also known, originates from Germany and is one of St. Nicholas's companions in the folklore. His job is to keep track of those that land in the middle of the good naughty list. He goes around asking kids if they can pray. If they can, he gives them a treat. If they can't, he just gives them some random junk. But if they refuse, he beats them with a bag of coal. So you better be naughty or nice because being in between is not the best option here. He beats them with a bag of coal. <laughs> you know what? I'm kind of a fan of random junk. So I would kind of want to see what's in that random junk. <laughs> <laughs> right? Any other thoughts about these two or three, I guess, entities that we've been discussing? None at all. All right. Well, on that note, I think we're at a good time to take a pause for an ad break that might take 15 seconds <laughs> to play <laughs> or more. That's the last time I create my own soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Do you have trouble sleeping or suffer from insomnia or anxiety? Are you a fan of horror and scary stories? Then give Scary Bedtime Stories a shot. I'll give you a calming background to drown out the neighbor's dog or that douchebag on the bike or muscle car that's overcompensating. Every episode, I'll read some pages from a horror classic. Put the episode on repeat or make a playlist and let me be your Morpheus, your guide into the realm of dreams. My voice will never get louder than this. The music will never get louder than this. There will be no loud and obnoxious ads to awaken you from your slumber. If you want to go to sleep, if you need to go to sleep, check out Scary Bedtime Stories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or check out scarybedtimestories.com. Flip that pillow to the cool side, relax your breathing, and come with me to dreamland while enjoying a horror classic. scarybedtimestories.com Do you love true crime, but are looking for something different? Do you like learning about cases so off the wall they can't possibly be true? Do you love history, but want to hear about what they didn't teach you in school? Do you like laughing awkwardly about cases that are bizarre and a little strange? Then we have the podcast for you. Join me, Lindsay. And me, Madison, for Yield Crime where we discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear. Listen every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime. And we're back. We're back! Jose. Did Krampus come to visit you and try to drag you to hell? No, but I think he tried to sabotage our soundboard because it was kind of <laughs> fucking up during the recording. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I like your little expressions there. And then like, we're all trying to like laugh all quietly. <laughs> and then every time you press the thing on your soundboard and then we're like waiting, as soon as you're going to like cuss it out, it starts playing. <laughs> well, fortunately for the listeners, I'll fix that in post. So they won't, uh, they won't have to be subjected to that frustration like we like we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. It's funny. <laughs> it is kind of funny, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we learned a little bit about who Krampus is, let's talk about his origin story. Krampus and St. Nicholas's other enemies have their origins in pagan celebrations of the winter solstice, also called the hibernal solstice, which occurs when either of Earth's poles reach its maximum tilt away from the sun. This happens twice yearly, once in each hemisphere. It's also called midwinter, the shortest day or the longest night, which takes place on or around December 21st. Source, Wikipedia. Later, they were acquired by Christian traditions in which jolly old Saint Nick would visit and reward children on December 5th or 6th or be visited by his sinister partner to punish the naughty. In Alpine, Austria, and in some parts of Germany, this day was known as Krampusnacht, or Krampus Night, when adults would dress up as Krampus and scare their kids. Damn, I want to do this. <laughs> it sounds like fun. Are you also going to hit him with the bag of coal or something? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Con el cinto. Ah, <laughs> uh, some of my favorite childhood memories. <laughs> <laughs> PTSD. <laughs> they also have this thing called Krampuslaf or Krampus Run, where kids see Krampus running around through the streets in an effort to scare the kids straight. Krampuslaf isn't celebrated on any particular day, but rather a way for men to blow off steam while also scaring the town's children. So they literally get drunk and run around the streets as Krampus like a bunch of fools. That's me like every weekend. <laughs> I'm like, shit, man, now I feel like drinking a beer and it's not so much fun. I want to do that. I thought you were going to say that Krampus laugh was... <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> what? Wait. While twirling my mustache. See. <laughs> Which is almost like fully grown, by the way. That shit grew out fast. Yeah, I've been watering it, so it's been... <laughs> <laughs> watering it. <laughs> All right, well, I wonder if it's limited to only men, though. The traditions of Krampusnacht and Krampuslav continue to the present day. Side note, women typically do not play Krampus, though some troops allow it. So, whatevs. It's the 90s. Everything goes. <laughs> right? Get with it. Mass visual media introduced Krampus on its postcards in Germany and Austria in the 1890s. This was the start of Krampus Karten. These holiday cards weren't made for you to feel all warm and fuzzy. Oh, no, no, no. The ones marked Gruß vom Krampus, or Greetings from Krampus, depicted a distressed child being stuffed into a satchel by Krampus and preparing to hit another child with a bundle of birch sticks. Ask me why this made me laugh the first time I read that. 
<laughs> when I was like reading the thing, I was like, wait, what? They're doing what? <laughs> you know why? Because I'm freaking demented. That's why. <laughs> Many of these cards depicted Krampus going after kids with his sticks. And I do hope they meant his birch sticks, leading them away in chains or carrying them off in his bag. There were other cards that were a little more adult. Here we go again. I mean, how much more adult can they get, Jose? I don't know. Surprise me. <laughs> I'll tell you how. Yeah. Krampus was sometimes seen proposing to women in these cards. And in others, Krampus is portrayed as a large woman whipping tiny men. I wonder if these are the tiny men that we spoke about in one of your episodes. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, on ab about the um, San Pedro mummy? Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> anyway, she's whipping these men with her birch sticks and carrying them off in her satchel. In another, a smiling woman dangles a defeated looking Krampus in the air holding his sticks, his birch sticks behind her back. What do you think about that, Jose? I'm glad you clarified that it was birch sticks. Because if it wasn't <laughs> the birch sticks, I would have questions. Yeah, he has multiple <laughs> sticks, apparently, <laughs> plural. <laughs> One for the pink and the other for the stick. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I was not expecting that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start wrapping it up. Get it? Wrapping up, you know. The birch stick or? No, no. Or, you know, like a present, you wrap up presents, no? No, no, I know, I know. I'm just being dumb. Okay. All right. For over a century, most Americans probably had no clue who Krampus was. That changed in 2004 when art director and graphic designer Monty Beauchamp published a book of a bunch of Krampus cards and helped organize an art show inspired by these cards. While Beauchamp seems to be credited with introducing us to Krampus here in the States, Krampus has become this sort of ironic and iconic character in America. Krampus's popularity most likely peaked when the 2015 feature film Krampus, not to be confused with other low-budget Krampus movies, debuted. This is a movie that yours truly watched last night that helped with my inspiration for today and features actors Tony Collette, Adam Scott, Alison Tolman, and David Kirchner. And even though Krampus is new to the U.S., you can't deny that we have adopted this Alpine original legend as our bad Santa. That's when I first heard about Krampus when that movie came out. Yeah, I think me too, so... So what did you think? What do you think? I like it, but I'm always down with stuff that's um, kind of unusual and weird, or at least it seems unusual and weird to us since we didn't grow up with these customs. Right. So um, I see it as being kind of weird, but you know, I, I like weird, you know, so I'm into it. I, I fuck with Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> You'd get down with Krampus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note... We hope you enjoyed the show and join us again next week. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review, tell a friend, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. 
Follow us on the socials at GreetingsTAC. Email us at GreetingsTAC at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 915-317-6669 if you have a Krampus story to share with us. Krampus knocked super friends. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like that one uh, song. What's it called? Uh, Knocked. What's it? Duhas. Du has, Mick. <laughs> okay, that has nothing to do with Nacht. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> anyway, who knows? If we get enough likes, maybe I can educate you on some more of that Belschnickel or Necht Ruprecht. <laughs> I like the way that you pronounce those words. I wish I could pronounce them the same way that you do. Du hast mich. All right, I'm done. Also called the hibernal solstice. I'm not really sure if that's how you say hibernal. Hibernal. It's like hibernation. Hibernal. Yeah, hibernal sounds right to me. All right, let me just say that again. I also can't pronounce things, so you might not want to take my word for it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 